Mira la izquierda. Mira la derecha. ¿Qué ves? ¿Dónde estás? In a world that seems to change daily, what will you do next? Welcome to the Next Steps Show with Peter Vesquez and co-host Aisha Kreutz. A starting point for discussion y un poco de dirección. Bienvenido, bienvenido, and welcome to the Next Step Show. This is a show on a mission, a mission to educate, unite, and... I'm not saying it. Synergize. I told you guys last week she didn't like that word. How can you not like synergize? You know, imagine, imagine if we had a state house full of synergized conservatives. Imagine if we had a church body filled with synergized pastors. And a church body that's just synergized. Okay. How about if we just had them that had hey, some common sense what, what and loved Jesus? Talking about talking about the show. synergy. Oh, okay. You said it, <laughs> Bob. I got her to say it. Good for you. She's been arguing me years. about this word forever. You've been arguing. Period. Aisha <laughs> or my wife says, you know, you guys have way too much banter. Like, no, we don't. We don't argue about nothing. Ain't no such thing. Ain't no such thing. Do our show have pillars? What do do we we talk about? What do we stand on in this show? Faith, politics, and entrepreneurship. Yeah, And how they synergize together. And how they synergize. Man, you're like on on fire. (laughs) So so you know, though, we we, we have a great show today. We have some great guests. We're going to be talking about some great things. And, you know... Politics being one of the pillars that we talk about. Isn't local politics, politicians, weird and funny and kind of annoying all at the same time? Isn't it great how sometimes they start sucking about, well, you know, recently here, like defund the police. That's all we've heard. But but that changed recently, didn't it? Well, they seem to have scrubbed some of their... Things that they've said over the last couple of years. There was a... uh, There was a... um, a poll that they did to find out where the hearts and minds of voters are. And it ain't with defunding the police, and it ain't with some of these crazy things that they got going on. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, recently, like like, like within locally? the last few weeks. Like locally or locally, just nationwide? Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, like, okay. uh, actually, I think the poll was sponsored, or at least um, a couple of different polls may have been sponsored by the different politicians, but people like Morelli, Bellows, all the major players, yeah, they, they oh, did I a poll to realize. Because, I mean, I, I think our guy, Laurent, seems to be making a strong, valid point. And uh, the other side probably figured out, geez. Well, I think in general, you didn't see neighborhoods, communities wanting less of a police presence, but more of a even-handed uh, justice of the law being placed, which doesn't equate to defunding of the police, because of course it's those neighborhoods that you know are hard to They changed their tunes. They are like literally saying they went from they went from police got to go to they need to be on hey, the street buddy, more. I love, we need more police. <laughs> we did, need tons of them. Did you guys know that uh, defunding the police means uh, actually what that practically means is spending more on police? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because yes. of the overtime. Yeah. Because they don't have enough officers. So, you know, you have those guys out there doing double shifts and uh, they're they're making double sometimes triple time. Well, that's cuz we don't have any more police that want to 
police anything. Why would that be? I wonder. Hmm. You know, well, I mean, I mean listen, if you're my... not getting the support that you know you yeah, need, I'm thinking in order to. But again, but speaking about defunding the police, I, I do have to interject this really quickly because one of the things that people don't understand about um, being a political football. Oh, that's next week. Sorry, that clip. But um, (laughs) one of the things that when you are a political football that people don't understand is that things like defund the police, people aren't actually mad at the police. Right. And so when we're talking about faith, uh, politics, all of these things and how it comes, what people are actually angry about and, and they don't realize this is a government that makes too many laws. Yes. Because the police are there to enforce the laws. And if you don't like the laws, right, because you're getting picked up because you're selling a Lucy or, I don't know, smoking weed, right? If if you don't like those things, police don't have the choice to enforce a law, not enforce a law. You know what I mean? Like they have some wiggle room if it's not an emergency. But again, that's their job, right? They answer to politicians All the time. unlike the sheriff the sheriff answers to us it's an elected position the police don't have that ability and so every time people are talking about we're being over policed what you're saying is you are being over regulated you have a government that is too big that is passing laws that are infringing so upon your rights wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute what happens right when a police officer encounters a law that doesn't make sense. It doesn't matter. That's not his job. So so you if the law says if the law says if I'm sheriff out sheriff can if I'm out and the law cannot. says uh, you know what? Let's say we go back to profiling. Okay. And the law says and gives me the justification to stop and uh, and and in my opinion, harass someone that just doesn't seem to look right for the neighborhood that they're in. Right. Boop. Well, is there, but again, that's a different. You know, if there's a law that says, "Hey, you can stop anyone because they look suspicious," you know, or does the law say you have to stop someone because they look suspicious? That you know, what I mean. So again, that's a little bit different. If it was well, like going back to slavery times, and you know, hey, uh, you know, there's okay, laws. Okay, let's on go the, back to slavery. There's, so, there's so, laws so on listen. the books that are actually right that like you couldn't give someone water. Uh, like if they're coming t- up to your house, you can't give stranger uh, water to a stranger. Like right. there's all these weird laws, right? That's a weird law. But if a police officer saw you giving, you know, at your house, somebody, not, oh, and again, maybe it looks suspicious. Why are you giving this person water? They're just a stranger walking by. There's a law in the books. He has every right and is supposed to, by law, then arrest that homeowner for giving him water. Right. That's a dumb law. And why but would remember, it even be on the, the, Remember, first of all, dumb, the word dumb or referring to something as dumb, that's, that's a matter of perspective. That's an opinion. Okay. Someone just, somewhere thought giving water to somebody. Well, because of slavery. Well, because they, well, okay, slaves but, were, but, but again, I mean, there was a point. reason behind so, it. But. So, yes, I, I don't agree. I believe right. a police but again, officer. But they don't. It is their should job. Should be able to say, wait a minute. I get yeah. it. You're giving this person but water. It's, but it's not. But you're not giving this person water to cause harm to anybody else. But it doesn't matter. That's not a police officer's job. And that's what I'm saying. They don't have that right. Like wait a, a minute, sheriff's a office does. Ha- having, having, they can look at a law. Well, no, because. Because the That's sheriff cool. office, the sheriffs, they can't. Right, we gotta do, get they this, can we gotta do get, that. We gotta get. We gotta get. Sheriffs can do that because they are 
elected by the people, and they but, don't but answer. But they have to. It's no, they like don't. saying a, it's they like do saying not. a they judge. They can look at a law and say that it's unconstitutional, and they can choose not to enforce that law. Again, look at all the mass mandates, different things like that. No, that's I, I, I that's why they were coming in, right? And, and again, this is the piece that people don't understand. I, They're not mad at their police. They are mad at their government for making laws that are unconstitutional, right? We talk, look at the, the gun grab laws, right? If you have uh, somebody uh, in this, you know, it was like, oh, I don't know, I have my AR with 15 bullets in it or whatever, right? And you're not supposed to. A sheriff can ignore that. A police officer cannot. A police officer, if they see it, that is the law. That is their job. It's just like me being a business owner and answering to my advertisers or something like that versus me working for uh, Bob and him saying this is what the rules of the job are, right? And so when people are talking about defund the police, what they should be saying is defund, def- the politicians. defund your politicians, right? And in defunding your politicians, make a smaller government. I'll tell you what, some a of the best government. cops that I've ever met, sheriff or not, military police are the ones that use judgment. Are the ones that'll look at a situation and say, you know, I'm, I, I, I know I'm going to have to, 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 right. to, and, and to correct some... this, and I may even get in trouble. Right. But, but I'm not going to do either an arrest or, or whatever the case may be. Yeah, they can make because they can the make judgment calls, but that's different than a law. Judgment no, calls. Using is your different. example about water, that's breaking the law. Okay. How about speeding? Well, same, same thing. They can, thing, they can though. make a speeding call judgment. Things that are um, un. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Police have a little bit of what judgment calls, but they don't have judges are different. We're talking about defund the police, not defund the judge. No, 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 no. But but they're all Just law saying. enforcement, Aisha. Every single one of them is law enforcement. Well, they're all enforcing judges, the law at one level or another. Hence, law enforcement. Judges are allowed to interpret the law, look at the situation. And make and, and determine whether the police did whether it correctly or not, right, or not. and make and right and say and whether it's a breaking of the law. Correct. Right. That's different. That's not you on the street saying, "Hey, again, judgment call. Let's make a judgment call." If a police officer makes a judgment call that there is, you know, somebody speeding, right? You see it all the time, uh, and they decide that they are going to give me a ticket and not you. And we were both speeding, and I don't know, both pulled over. This has happened to me, by the way, so that's why I'm using it. Uh, I like to make sure that I, right? They give me a ticket and not you. And I'm like, we were both speeding. We both got pulled over together. And that police officer made the judgment call to give me a ticket and not you. But it still stands. So there's judgment calls that can go in there. Um, I won't say what. Um, so cops can make judgment calls, right? But even the, if it violates the law that's on the books, they can make it, judgment. Based on they what you're make, saying, every single judgment. person should get a speeding ticket, well, or they, or arrested for giving as, water, yes, but within or that law, whatever the case may be. Right, but within that law, it does give them the ability to make judgment calls because it's not harming another person. So, so you're saying now, if that if I was speeding that I, and I wrecked that, and I hit somebody, and they were going to give me a ticket for. Um, you know, uh, reckless endangerment or something like that. I don't know what the law would be. They don't have the ability to have, they can't choose to or not to give me a ticket for that or not. That's like now it's it's gone, right? Because there's, it's gone. In with, it's within the law. It's within the codes, right? Certain codes give them the ability to have judgment and hey, some of them don't. Is there one sin bigger than another? 
Yes. There is? There is. Oh, man. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to introduce my guests a little early just because I definitely want their perspective on this. Now, now, they now don't listen. They want to get in on that one. I, I grew up believing that all sins are equal. It doesn't matter whether you, you, you raped my sister or stole my penny. That, that in, in, in the eyes of God's law, all sins are sins. Right, so sin is sin, but each one of them have different punishments. And there are some sins, there's like the seven deadly sins, there are certain sins that God does call out more heavily than others. Such as, you know what I mean, like murder. He, he, he calls them and identifies them, but not I don't, I don't believe but again, that that he is bigger says that you're than not, Right, but he literally says you're not going, you know, I think that they're all the same, or not think, right? All sin put Jesus on the cross. So, so what sin is unforgivable? Oh, there's only one unforgivable. Didn't, that wasn't the question. No, I know. I'm the only unforgivable what, what, what? sin is the blaspheming of the Holy Spirit, which is not accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Absolutely. That's the only unforgivable sin. But that wasn't the question. The question one is one sin bigger than the other. Yes. I just right? wanted to know if there was right. an unforgivable sin. There so is. They, they, so, That's so, the only so, one. So if, if I, setting aside the unforgivable sin, so, so what sin can I do that'll be just like... Not unforgivable, but bigger than another. Give an example. Well, you, you guys want in on this? No. <laughs> there are, right? So when we look at whoredom. Whoredom. Yes, whoredom. As in, as in packing, um, like a sex- pack rat? <laughs> um, sexual immorality. <laughs> sexual no, immorality. Not hoarding. <laughs> not hoarding. Not hoarding. Listen, I remember, I, I'm a sexual high school dropout. Dumb it down for me. What does that mean? It's a different word, se- I think. Sexual immorality, um, the sl- like slavery, okay. right? He equals that to, um, like, if you are someone who sells another person into slavery, um, murder, Right. Those are all at a level when, again, when we break open scripture, which I don't think that's what we were supposed to be doing here. We're not talking. I'm just curious to know. We're talking laws and you said that. You know, I mean, but again, there are the scriptures. Right. And when you when he talks about them, they they carry a bigger weight. I mean, like he doesn't go around saying, hey, if you're um, I don't know what's a sin that we can do. That maybe isn't, um, that's not part of, no, that's not, uh, I'm trying to think that's not part of the list. Uh, Gluttony? Gluttony, but that's one of the seven deadly sins, though, right? But again, that's deadly for a different reason, because it's going to, like, kill you. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I'm luscious, y'all, I'm luscious. So I know, right? Then you're going to get heart disease, you're going to, right? It's like, so those are for, you know, a different reason, right? But again, sexual immorality is in there as well. Why? Right, because then we're talking about diseases, different things. But you know, but again, like murder, it's in there, right? That is, I mean, God. But they're forgivable. Everything is forgivable. We're not talking. Well, not everything, because as long as you not blasphemy. Right, the blaspheme of the Holy Spirit is the only thing that's not forgivable. That's, but there's different. There are level. There is a difference even within sexual immorality when God is talking about right that um, the punishment right for adultery right. And for witchcraft and for selling someone into slavery, those are all punishable by death, technically, right? Me telling you a lie is not a 
sin punishable by death. What if that lie caused another individual to either suffer death within their own or I mean, because this is this is where and and the same thing with the law. And and this is what I mean. And I asked about sin because to me, laws are the secular way of dealing with someone's sins. Right. Which means that if 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 we're going to punish you for speeding, then everybody should be punished for speeding. And if a cop, sheriff, or otherwise military police, it doesn't matter, within their jurisdiction, um, makes a, a a or should have the the ability to say, I I get it. You were speeding because your 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 son is having a heart attack and you need to get home. Actually, I'm going to help you. you. Right. Versus uh, versus sorry, this is absolute. And right. this is going to also talk into like but some of you, the things right, we're going to discuss that, in the right, future, like abortion. That, but they can do that. But if that uh, person was driving because their son, daughter, whatever, you know, was going to have a heart attack, and then went off the road, not went off the road, and, and swerved and hit someone in the other lane, that, again, within the law, within the actual codes, because, and that's what you have to do. I mean, if we had the codes in front of us, then we could read and see what judgment they're allowed to have within each one of those. I don't have it in front of me, so I can't say that. But there are... spell out human nature. Judgment is yes, based on the if situation you hit somebody, in the spot. If you hit somebody then there's in protocols the car, you follow. then they're not going to yeah. then let you go. And say you hit somebody and wrecked their car, and even though you were speeding because your mom was in the hospital, right? If you're speeding and you get pulled over, your mom's in the hospital or something, they're going to say, oh, you know what? Okay, maybe they'll escort you back all the way. But if in the midst of that, a crime is committed and they hit someone, that now goes out the window because within those codes, it says, hey, this is what the rule is and that you have to follow. Like I said, situation-based. A serious offense. Right. Right. right, Situational-based. But again, if you want that to be changed... Going back to what we were talking about originally, if we want that to be changed, that means we have to change the laws, right? Yeah. And or you have to either get rid of the right. You have to get rid of the law. So again, that goes back to so, your government. How about is making laws and how they write the laws? You have some of these laws that are written um, completely overbloated. Some of them could be two sentences and they're two pages long. How about how about? How about, I think we're going to go to break here in a second. How about we introduce our guest real quick, and then yeah, we'll he, shift to break, and then we'll start talking You mentioned it a little while ago. Let's, let's, let's bring him in here. <laughs> Absolutely. So today we have two individuals, and we're, you know these guys, we're going to be talking about solutions, right, to some of the punishments or some of the, the laws that have been broken that seem to have been uh, focused in some parts of our community, right? These two gentlemen are youth career service navigators, and I'll let them say more about that today. Join me in introducing Septimus Scott and Ryan James Turner. Gentlemen, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be Thank here. You. Thank you. Absolutely. When we get back from break, we're going to talk more about what you guys do. And first, we want to know about each of you. So we'll be right back in the Next Step Show with Peter and Aisha. And you're listening to Next Steps on the WYSL stations. Get the podcast always at WYSL1040.com. Just a little more time is all we're asking for. Because just a little more time could open closing doors. 
Here's a special message for veterans and surviving spouses from Alpine Manor. You may qualify for a special benefit from the VA. After applying for funds received for aid and attendance, your stay at Alpine Manor could be as low as $600 per month. Be sure to call for details. At Alpine Manor, their pride is personalized care for seniors who are not yet ready for a nursing home. There are supervised activities and medications, full laundry and housekeeping services, three dietary-approved home-cooked meals, and a bedtime snack, all provided in immaculate surroundings. Be sure to call for details on this new program for the veteran in your family. Keep the golden years carefree years at Alpine Manor, nestled in the picturesque rolling hills east of 390 in Livingston County, just 20 minutes from Rochester. New York State Health Department license. Call 346-5880. That's 346 346- 46-5880 for a no-obligation tour or information or visit alpinemanor.com. Next to life itself, time is God's greatest gift. Every minute of your child's precious school years should be spent in devotion to truth, not some agenda. An Archangel School K-12 classic Catholic-based education fosters achievement, not conformity. Affordable, safe, small class sizes, and zero time wasted on CRT or Common Core. Your family values are honored and parental involvement is warm Welcomed. Archangel School kids learn to soar, not march. 247-1112. Don't be warm in your home. Pick up the phone and call 270-5836. Wise Home Energy has been fixing uncomfortable homes since 2010. Does your AC struggle to cool your home? Then call Wise Home Energy, the experts in fixing uncomfortable homes. Ducted and ductless mini splits are the 21st century answer to heating and cooling your home. So don't be warm in your home. Pick up the phone and call Wise Home Energy at 270-5836 today. Peter Vasquez and Aisha Kreutz, the next step show on the WYSL stations. Don't you just want to get up and dance? I love salsa. Merengue, salsa, bachata. Yummy, Arroz con habichuela, pasteles. Come on. Pasteles. It makes me hungry. So before the before the break, we introduced our guest, right? We Wonderful people. I recently met Septimus. Um, I think his story is wonderful. I think the work that you're doing are wonderful. And I think, you know, I, I, I think Rochester, Monroe County, and New York State is is, is lucky to have you both. You. So what, what we'd like to do is know more about you guys. Who are you? Where did you come from? And, and we have to, uh, by all means, just so people know who you Ryan are, James just say your name first. first. Well, um, good morning to everyone. I'm Ryan James Turner. Um, I am from Rochester, New York, born and raised. Um, I graduated from School of the Arts. Um, had a, my major was a vocal performance. Um, what else did you all want to know about me? <laughs> oh, man, everything. I went to Lincoln University in Pennsylvania, the first historically black college university. Uh, then I went to, um, and this is on my education, um, I went down to Atlanta. Um, did a dual master's in uh, divinity and Christian education at the Interdenominational Theological Center. Um, came back to Rochester because um, my life, you know, started falling down the hills and things started happening. Got a, you know, repo, you know, life happening when you're young. 
um, came back up to Rochester and I had I always wanted to be a teacher, so I went into education. I became a substitute um, at the only all-girls school here in Rochester, New York. I became a, a building substitute there, um, and from there, my education career catapulted. Um, I ended up working at the State University of Brockport, Urban League of Rochester, all working in education for adult um, students. Um, now, um, I was in Atlanta working with middle school students, um, and then, uh, you know, COVID got, you know, the best of everybody and all the other good stuff. But I ended up coming back home and was called to do a, um, to work at Rochester Works as a gun violence prevention navigator. Um, oh. I didn't see how serious, I didn't take it as serious um, until I actually sat down at my desk and started doing some research. Um, and the youth that um, I serve, um, I mean, I taught most of them, you know, in 11th grade, third grade, sixth grade. Um, so I thought that it would be important for me to come back and give to my, um, give back to my neighborhood. Um, and see what's happening with um, the neighborhood and see what everybody's doing. Okay. Yeah, what, so. what neighborhood did you grow up in? Um, I grew up um, on the west side, Kenwood, uh, by Jefferson um, Avenue, um, West Avenue, um, Chala Avenue. Um, and then my family, we ended up moving on the east side. Um, east side? <laughs> um, I know there's a, you know, east side, west side thing. But, uh, um, I've got a, you know, taste of both. I don't see much of a difference. <laughs> I don't see much of a difference Absolutely. at all. <laughs> you know, the west side was a pretty prominent neighborhood was, at one yes, point. I mean, there's yes, a, a, a couple yes. houses, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. in that neighborhood that has elevators. Their houses mm-hmm. were so those big. Were oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Very, very beautiful homes. Um, five, six, seven, eight bedroom homes. Pretty much cathedrals almost. Castles yeah. that people lived in. Um, and people of color, people of um, of other descents were actually living in, this, in these particular neighborhoods. Building them up. Homeowners? Homeowners. Homeowners. Yes. So, so. And, oh, ahead. no, I was going to ask something. I thought, God. God. <laughs> I guess we're done with you, Ryan. Okay. James. Okay. <laughs> Aisha said, move along. I move did along. I didn't say that. No. I. Uh, I, I was going to ask Septimus what side of town he was from because oh, no. I wanted to be like, East side, West side? Oh, <laughs> I thought we were just doing a quick intro. Oh, I know, no. sorry. Oh, no, no, no. Um, so just a quick intro about myself. Um, I studied at Roberts Wesley and then, then um, I studied at Ashford University as well. Um, I traveled to New York City for a little while where I worked for the Center for Court Innovation and worked for Housing Works. Um, while working for those two um, companies, I also had the opportunity to study um, under the tutelage at um, Columbia University, studying in cognitive behavioral therapy. And then, you know, while doing that, um, you know, working for those uh, um, companies, you get the opportunity to continue education. So in those spaces, you get the opportunity to work alongside very well-trained individuals who um, luckily taught me how to serve the community. So a lot of my work was um, really training and learning how to serve my community while I was in New York City in Brooklyn, New York, um, working in at the Brooklyn Justice Initiative, and then also working at the Red Hook Community Justice Center, which is a community court model, which is actually, which is dope, is uh, I worked as a uh, program coordinator for the Next Steps Mentorship Program there, which is a namesake of the show. (laughs) Yeah. So, and like Ryan James here mentioned, um, you know, due to COVID, which uprooted everyone's life, which is 
crazy, you know. Um, I ended up back in Rochester, New York, and, um, you know, the great, you know, the great opportunity here was to continue doing the work here and um, just serving our community as best as possible. Um, my fiance at the time and I, you know, we just really were focused in um, giving back to the community. So personally, I just did what I can out of, you know, the grace of God and my family. We just gave back to the community as much as possible by partnering up with people in the community and just um, using my basic knowledge and basic um, networks to just provide as much as possible for people. And then um, luckily, you know, just through networks and through individuals that referred me to individuals, I actually ended up at the um, Rochester Works as well. At the and what Guns- does Rochester Works do? Yeah. Well, Rochester Works is a um, is a nonprofit organization that assists in uh, job coaching, um, job coaching, um, business development, um, and youth um, entrepreneurship. All types of things that they deal with housing. Uh, we're connected with pretty much every company here in Rochester, New York. So, so getting people, or is it mo- is it specifically for young folks, or is it all ages? It's all ages. And helping them find work, work, getting them prepared for work. Yes, ma'am. Um, how to whether it's interview, yes, get yeah. resumes, different things like Everything. that, as well as mm-hmm. finding housing mm-hmm. for them. Yes. Um, that is that a city-specific program, or is that county-wide, statewide? Well, for the GV, GVP program, we deal with, um, was it the zip codes uh, 14606, um, so 05 to 14621. So, okay. um, so we're in Monroe County, but we serve specific zip codes okay. in this area. And, and Rochester Works does, or That's just right. you? Okay, so ro- those are the zip codes that Rochester Works goes into. And you said you do well, the, the program, not, the program, not Rochester the Works, the, the gun the, violence the gun program. Because yeah. there's others like us. Yes. There's right. other navigators, yes. Ma'am. Okay, and each one of them has their own zip code, so that's your zip codes for that particular program. We all share this, the all of the, the, the same zip codes in the okay. county. So gotcha. we're all trying to recruit youth from the same zip codes. Okay. You know, I grew and up then, in every single one of those because you mentioned it too. That's, that's my stomping grounds. That's where I came from. So, yeah. So, were you West Side or East Side? Um, Sorry. So, so, the interesting part is um, I also grew up in. Pardon me. So the interesting part is I also grew up all over Rochester. So I actually, um, I'm originally from Freetown, Sierra Leone. I came here as a refugee. Um, when we originally came here, we grew up on the west side of Rochester in quote unquote ghost town on the J Street and Ames Street area. <laughs> so, yeah. You guys know why it's called ghost town, right? Um, not specifically, but I know there was like a gang there at the time when I was growing up. But I don't There's really been so many murders in that neighborhood. That's what they call it, ghost town. I did not know that. See, I just know that when I was growing up, that there was like a gang there, and that's what they like titled it. And um, that's they probably how, did all the murders. Yeah, yeah. probably. <laughs> <see>. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the crime rate in that wow. in, in that zip in that general area was so high. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't even know that. But yeah, so I grew up in that West Side area between Maple, J and Ames, and then um, you know. Went to 17 school, went to Jefferson um, High School, which ended up becoming like the international school now, I believe yes. it is. And then um, from there, um, you know, my parents worked like type of, um, you know, managerial work, computer factory jobs until like we got some money and then we moved out to the suburbs over and around the court. So, so I went to East Ridge. Out of ghost town. Right. So with that, so with the gun violence prevention program that you guys work in within Rochester Works, right? So that's a program within this program. What do you guys do specifically within the program? 
Oh, specifically, we um, recruit youth between the ages of 18 and 24 who are out of school. Um, they don't have to have any work experience at all. But we recruit them, we coach them, we guide them, we mentor them through the process um, of getting a job. So okay. we literally recruit you to get employment, to gain employment. But in that time, we understand that transportation may be a barrier, child care may be a barrier, um, uh, mental illness may be a barrier, um, incarceration it may be a barrier. So all those, those barriers we do count in. Okay. Um, so we do have specific funds and specific opportunities and other programs that are set to the side to take care of those. Right, barriers. so if those arise, then you can say, okay, well, yes, let's see how we can get you plugged in with this. Absolutely. And through that, saying, hey, this is what's mm -hmm. going to diminish gun violence is by making sure that you are educated and employed. Um, and then hopefully that... Mm -hmm. brings down them wanting to go and yes. do yeah. something I mean, illegal. Right? Okay. Just, yep. Which is an applaudable program. Yep. I mean, that is definitely a solution and one that, that, that has teeth and one yeah. that makes sense. I mean, it, wasn't it Burger T. Washington that said, or maybe it was Frederick Douglass that said that uh, uh, an educated slave... Knowledge um, makes a man unfit to be a slave, right. Frederick exactly. Douglass. Frederick and it, Douglass. Absolutely, right? And, mm -hmm. and again, the you know, that whole idea of, you know, sometimes we, I think we have, a, when we're talking about education in general, right, people tell us that we get an education so that you can get, so you can make a lot of money. Right. And I'm like, that's literally not the reason why you get an education, right? right. Knowledge makes a man unfit to be a slave. And so you guys are kind of coming in and filling in that gap to say, listen, it's not about that you're going to go, right, like get a good job. Like education is about being a better person in one aspect of it, but being able to be knowledgeable so that you can do the things that you want to do, and hopefully from a legal and moral standpoint, that's right? Yeah. That That's kind of what the program is doing. When you guys were young, growing up on the west side of, of, of Rochester, did you ever think that you would be where you are with the degrees that you have influencing or, or just something clicked one day and you're like, man, I got to do something different? Um, so, so, oh, so growing up, um, you know, being African, growing up, it's like it was pretty simple. So it's my African right, it's truly African, like all the way through, right? Not my grandfather, right? <laughs> my grandfather, Sorry. my dad, they're like, you're gonna grow up to be a doctor, a neurosurgeon, and that's that. So for me, I. Which is the difference between black Americans and Africans, by the way. Yeah. Absolutely. Actually, so, I was going to ask that. But let him talk. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't have much of a, you know, I didn't, I, didn't, right, I didn't have much of a, I didn't really have much of a choice growing up, you know, to, but to just, you know, always be a servant. So for me, I didn't know where my life was going to turn up. So it's just always been just being a servant. So being at Rochester Works was, again, it was unplanned. Um, I've been working in New York City. I was working, again, at Red Hook Community Justice Center, and I never thought I would ever be coming back to Rochester, to did be honest you, with you. Did you um, ever go through a time where you were naughty? Yes, of course. You, you did? Have. Oh, oh, of course. Not I mean, <laughs> what? Well, I would, I would, I would hope. I don't know anybody that has not. Right. I would hope that, you know, that we all go through these periods of time in life yeah. where, you know, we make mistakes because you learn from them and then you become well, not great. mistakes. Hopefully. I meant like naughty. You know, there's, there's mistakes and then there's naughty. naughty like naughty. I was naughty. <laughs> I was a naughty, naughty <laughs> girl. You know what I mean? <laughs> what? And you, you know what I mean? Like, not like that, you guys. So, is, is 
is so Naughty like one of those I mean, like, uh, that, that are governed by codes as to how interpretation oh. is the... Yes, it is, actually. There's a difference between those. Like, I have a record. You know what I mean? Like, in my record, like, from here to the thing. You know, I used to fight the police. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I was bad. Yeah. I was bad. You know what I mean? So, again, Naughty. I was trying I to be all radio-y. But, you know, I was, a, I was bad, you know? Uh, I got gunshot, you know, wounds. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was bad. Right? I was naughty. So I just... You know, I'm hoping my kids don't go through that and they learn, you know. I had abortions. Ryan James, I got a question. Earlier you said... When you took this job, it wasn't what you expected, and then you started doing research. Can you can you talk about that a little more? What did you mean? What 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 did you find? Well, um, well I grew up as I'm a church boy, so I mean, you were and, naughty. And, uh, <laughs> were you a pastor? I was. Uh, okay. No, my grandmother was a P. Well, my mother is a PK. Okay. So you know, it just came naturally. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Good I've been. <laughs> so I've been. A lot of things I look at through, like, rose-colored glasses. Um, so when I came here and I started researching about I was like, why is everybody dying? Why is the funeral homes full? What, what is happening up here? This is where I'm from. Like, I didn't leave it like this when I, you know, went to school. So mm-hmm. why, why is it like this now? So um, coming back home, you know, and looking at this, I started doing research on the gun violence. And there's an actual website that is dedicated to youth and older people who have been killed by guns. And I started looking up Rochester, and the list got longer and longer and longer. And then I started looking up the research, um, the the actual statistics, and we had over 400-something homicides within a year, plus just last year. Now, before COVID, it was only like 150, 200 homicides or something like that. Only? And that's just counting the gun violence. Right. That's only, that's not counting the other things that were going on. So, um... And per capita, though, even before COVID, that is an outrageous number for, you know what I mean? Like, let's not get that wrong, How many of those were youth? Um, Youth committed crime. The majority of them were between the ages of 14 and 25. So, 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 I'm going to ask. Mm-hmm. As far as race goes, or, or, or skin color, which is really more skin the way color. I look at it, because it has nothing to do with race, really. How, how does that break down? I mean, race. in Rochester, or in Monroe mm-hmm. County, we have about a 16.1% uh, 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 population of blacks. Mm-hmm. Um, below that, it's a 9% for Hispanics, 76% for, for, for whites. Mm-hmm. And the population breakdown. How does that fall into the gun violence, into the research that you saw? Or even what you're seeing on the streets? Because research is one thing, but when you're out there dealing with youth, sometimes you, you see more than the research. Or does race even play a game? Sorry for that. Uh, no, 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 you're fine. See, I don't want to get in trouble um, either because race does, for me, is I'm just now learning a lot about race yes. um, and racism, period. Um, so I'm a little new with that, but I, I mean, I have my personal um, but as far as, like, African-American men or black men, you know, Africans, it is very challenging to see our African-American men and women kill each other. Um, I have youth who are literally, you know, right next to me, you know, that I go to their homes, I know their parents, and they were involved. Um, so, and most of them were black. You know, most of them were black, so... Um, and is that challenge. just because of where you guys are located in the zip codes that you're located in? Not necessarily, or is that, or statistically, uh, county wide, is that it's, still? Is what the media will show us. 
um, specifically what the media will show us or what, you know, because we don't get, as far as the suburbs, we don't get those type of statistics. You don't look, okay. We, we I probably should look at that, you know, like what the statistical <laughs> breakdown, I mean, You're I know right, they're there, yeah, but I don't have them yeah. Uh, yeah. in front of me just because it'd be interesting just to see how that uh, breaks down. But again, I mean, because that would make sense that in those zip codes, mm -hmm. you're going to see more of that, you know, of crime, you know, black on black type of crime because it's the makeup of the zip code versus. So is it just a population thing, you think, that is? Well, I don't know. Uh, That's what I mean. It would be interesting just to yeah. see how that breakdown is uh, countywide, yeah. you know, again, of 76% uh, white, right? I mean, so then you would expect to see that the breakdown be at least close. But I know with, not that you guys have to talk about this, but, but I know no, like with abortion, sure. right, it is completely out of whack mm -hmm. when Very it comes to, you know what I mean? Like, but that's a targeted. That's that's a a, a targeted issue, anyways. We but know that target, the abortion. But is, again, is we can say Black that America. things about um, Malcolm X clip, and we can say that there could be some targeting that goes on with Actually, that as when well. We, when we when we discuss that next week, when we yeah, look, we, when will. we listen we'll, to we'll that clip, you'll show you guys don't have that to listen to next okay. week yeah, but, but, because but, we will. But that clip actually indicates, in my opinion, it really does define. Uh, the issues that we're talking about and the target behind it. And and it has, and I asked him, I mean, and again, please, you know, share what you can. Um, I asked if he saw it and, right, and, right, right, based right. on these because I think that there is a... Uh, there is a plan. I think I, that there I, is a I, plan. I think, as he mentioned, the media leads us to see more Correct. Uh, well, same with than movies, there always is. Right? When we look at, you know, a lot of the things that I do when... Uh, whoa. A lot of things that I do is going to break when it's time for a break here on WYSL. You're listening to Next Steps with... Peter Vasquez. And Aisha Kreitz as his co-host, Luscious Lee. And we will see you back after the break. everyone, but you stay so Rock on Harley Davidson and Rock on Power Sports, West Henrietta Road. Shop the greatest selection of legendary Harleys and save big on a wide array of used bikes. And Rock on Power Sports has rides from Honda, Kawasaki, and Yamaha. Rock on has a helpful staff to save you big money. The Rock on Service Department has expert technicians and a great supply of parts to get and keep you on two wheels. WYSL listeners get $500 off used motorcycles while supplies last. Rock On has side-by-sides, ATVs, and jet boats, too. Anything that's fun and goes fast. On and off-road and on the water, shop the all-new Rock On first. Rock On Harley-Davidson and Rock On Motorsports, 2600 West Henrietta Road. Open Tuesday through Saturday. Call 424-2120. Visit rockonharleydavidson.com. Western New York Ceiling and Paving, installing new driveways and parking lots. Seal coating, too. Want a fresh new driveway or parking lot installed? Call 247-8466. For a limited time, get 0% financing for 18 months for qualified buyers. Serving Monroe, Livingston, and Ontario counties. WNYPave.com. Seal coating, paving, plus concrete sidewalks and patios. Call 247-8466 or visit WNYPave.com. Western New York Ceiling and Paving. Make your asphalt great again. 
If you are dealing with chronic pain, Dr. Sharak Patel is now available in the Southern Tier. Serving Noyes, Jones, and St. James Hospitals, Dr. Patel is an experienced pain management specialist. He offers steroid injections and many other procedures and has a special interest in the lumbar and cervical spine. Don't let chronic pain impact your quality of life. Ask your doctor for a referral or call 585-243-0150. Next Steps with Peter Vasquez and Aisha Kreutz on the WYSL stations. Besándome otra vez, suavemente, besa. mama likes hearing him sing, but nobody else. Ah, it's a good thing it's a talk show, not a singing show. I'll tell you, though, my daughter loves this song. I mean, like, since she was little, we would dance to this song all the time. Um, no, I won't tell you what it means. So, welcome back to the, sh- <laughs> to the show. I'm just kidding. It doesn't mean anything bad. Um, so, you know, we, 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 we ended the last show talking about uh, uh, gun violence in the city, and, and I asked about race and if it, you know, breaks down um, by that or if you guys saw it. Uh, uh, well, you were in the streets. I mean, it's it, it, I watched the news. Actually, I, I've kind of stopped uh, watching news. I read more about it because you, you, you watch this local news and you think we lived, you know, for a guy who's been in Iraq and Afghanistan, it's... Wow. What I what I hear, it's almost the same thing sometimes, and it's nuts. You know, I grew up in Rochester, and when I came back from the military in two thousand, oh jeepers, in two thousand and one, uh, I bought the house or I moved into the house that I grew up in on Norton Street, over by where the old uh, baseball stadium East used to side. be. And yeah, East Side. Yeah, yeah. Really? Echo Street. Oh, I know exactly Echo. where Echo yeah. Street. Actually, one of my best friends was a man. <laughs> nice. I'll tell you. Um, and, and 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 I was a single dad, and, and you know what the first thing I did was was put bars on all the windows and an alarm wow. on my house because I was and I wouldn't let my kid go out and play, and I felt so bad because I really wanted him to go to number twenty two school where I went, um, I wanted him to hang out in the same you know neighborhood, but, but it, it just it, it was just different. Yeah. That the crime was scary times. It was very scary times. I mean, I I remember walking down uh, down Clinton or riding my bike down Jefferson Avenue at one two o'clock in the morning. No, my parents didn't know, so don't tell them. Um, <laughs> and never safety was never something that crossed my mind. So what changed? I think to to be very I think like nowadays that a lot of the things that we're seeing is just that. I think the way I would look at like economics specifically too. Like, the economy has changed so much, right? The way how people make money nowadays, the way how kids generate funds. um, It's like, how can I put this? Nowadays, I feel like because of the way how school is designed, the way how easily kids can make money, they don't, there's no real discipline anymore. Like, there's no reason for them to want to be disciplined anymore, you know? So for them, it's kind of like, why would I want, to be this why would I want to listen to mom and dad why would I want to follow rules why would I want to go to school when I can go on YouTube or TikTok or Facebook and become an influencer or do this and do that and be a millionaire overnight or 
you know, get a bunch of likes by being immoral and, you know, or do this mm-hmm. or do that. And then all of a sudden I'm a great, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm glorified for it. And, you know, and I, and I don't have to, and I don't have to prove anything or I don't have to show anyone that, um, you know, so therefore no one is truly being held at a certain standard, standard or accountable anymore. Yeah, or so standard, or standard. Yeah. The standards, I think, you know, and, and that goes back to what we we're saying too, about the purpose of education. Right. I mean, why get an education if I can make money being an influence? You know, again, even though the percentage is pretty low, but still, I mean, why? If you're telling me that's the reason is to get a job so that I can make a lot of money. There's no reason. You know, again, I think those are subconscious things that people don't uh, realize that are happening to them. I mean, I do think that the proletariat knows what they're doing. But as far as, you know, the, the person Right. They're like, oh, well, if you're telling me and especially if you're um, a person of color, uh, well, dark skin color, not light skin, because we're all colors, Um, (laughs) color of the rainbow. Um, Right. But with that said, if you are a person of color and they're telling you that the system is stacked against you, which it's not. But if they're telling you that it is and that no matter what, no matter what you do in this educational system. That what's going to happen is you're still going to wind up in the same place. Right. Why, again, subconsciously, why should I care about education? Right. Why should I care about going? If that's all you're going to keep preaching to me from the time I'm kindergarten all the way through, well, halfway through it, you see people getting like, why should I do this? Right? Not right. only are they not had to, held to a standard right. morally, but even educationally. Right. right? If you're being passed on and you're in seventh grade and you still can't read. Right. What is the purpose of this so-called education system that we are um, putting our, you know, those who put their kids in government school, that is, what's the purpose of it? And I think we really have to ask ourselves that. Sure. Did you want to? Well, yeah, I always go back to home as well. Um, and I want to just, you know, say economics is a huge part, too. So, you know, having a single, you know, parent home, that's challenging when you have two or even one child. You know, it's, it's challenging. So, you know, I see that, you know, a lot of youth are taking care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them, some of us don't even know how to cope mm-hmm. with the times. And we haven't been taught how to cope with these particular times. So, therefore, what we're going to do, if we get mad, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to think about GTA or think yeah. about, mm-hmm. you know, something, you know, Grand Theft Auto. And I'm going to go, I'm just going to go forth, yep. you know. So um, with that said, you know, even going to school, you know, no, I don't I don't know how to be in the classroom with another individual that's lighter, fair skinned than me. I don't know how to do that. You know, so how do I do that? I'm not taught like that at home. I don't know how to do it with that. Well, and babies you know. having babies, right? And that goes yes. back to the standard, right? If there's, there's, the standard has been, oh, it's okay if you, you know, like as though single mother parenthood is somehow should be glorified, mm-hmm. right? There's a difference between this is how my life turned out, and this is how I should be presenting myself to try mm. to have right it was like mm. to say things like again i grew up in the you know feminist movement it was like i don't need no man right. yes you do right you lost your mind <laughs> i'm a kept woman now and i if i would have known that i should be a kept woman a long time ago i would have been better off a lot quicker mm. at this point it's time to tee up uh aisha and it's time for free soap with the extraordinary machine, Aisha Kreitz. 
So a woman told me once she couldn't believe Frederick Douglass was a Republican. I love this music. This is like my theme song. <laughs> I'm an outcast. Anyway, so I said all great men were Republicans. She looked at me and was like, what about W.E. Du Bois? He was the founder of the NAACP. Well, Du Bois was a member of the Communist Party. She looked all wide-eyed at me, so I explained. In his kind of communism, poor blacks make up the proletariat. That's a class of people that have to struggle. She had those questioning eyes. Why do they have to struggle? I said if they didn't struggle, there'd be no reason for the system. Those who run the socialist system skim the money they take from those who have it before they give it to those who don't. I said, did you know that 71% of the tens of trillions of dollars spent on welfare since the mid-60s never even makes it to those on welfare? It was skimmed by the socialists that grift all the, off the system, politicians and those who work for the government. It's true. Only 29% of the dollars actually make it to the poor folks. That's why socialism sucks. If the proletariat were ever actually lifted up so they weren't poor and struggling, there wouldn't be a need for the socialist system. If people weren't struggling, why would they need to take from the haves and give it to the have-nots? She didn't answer. The moral of the story, don't be part of the proletariat. Achieve on your own. The system's not racist, but it is classist. Be a member of the proletariat. Uh, being a member of the proletariat is your decision. In America, you can still move in and out of economics classes. Sometimes we have to get over ourselves. With that, And if you think that everybody hates you because of the color of your skin... It might just be because you're a jerk sometimes. But with that kind of attitude, people have no obligation to like you. Give people a chance. Don't prejudge what you think, uh, what they think about you. And take my advice. Your life will get better. I promise. Very nice. That's Thank you, Aisha. And it's time for us to wrap up the program here. Peter, I'm going to let you have the last word and, uh, and uh, thank your guests and so forth. Whoops, didn't mean to do that. Go ahead. Well, I do, but... Bring it to Scripture. Hey, look at Peter letting me have all sorts of... Uh, no, I don't have a choice. <laughs> One Time minute, on guys. my own. So, um, I did change it. Proverbs 6, 19. The list of things which are abomination, haughty eyes, a lying tongue... Hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are swift and running to mischief, a false witness who utters lies, and one who spreads strife among the brethren. Be well, my people. And be well. Be well. And remember, do not be the person that takes on the abomination of the Lord. Thank you, Septimus. Thank you, Ryan James. Thank you for the work that you do. Ladies and gentlemen, www.nextstepshow.com. Peter at nextstepshow.com. If you want to advertise, give me an email. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Get the podcast at wysl1040.com.